Amen. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> so all this good fellowship going on. Nobody wants to stop. We're going <laughs> to shut the doors on them. <laughs> there we go. Come back in, guys. Awesome. Well, I just want to jump right in this morning. I don't have a great intro, but I want to ask everybody something. Can you, can you do something for me and with me today? Can you muster up that seed, that muster seed of faith this morning? I've got a word this morning, and I know it requires a yes to it. It requires faith this morning. And I just, I want to just put that out right at the beginning. I just want you to change your perspective and just do a yes to the Holy Spirit this morning, right from the start. Um, I feel like I'm stepping out in new territory this morning. This is, this is a word that um, I'm, 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 I've never said before or felt I would. And so I've got my little seed of faith this morning. And I just, I just want us to be in one accord. And so let's just, let's just pray that way right now. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I, I am grateful and I'm humbled this morning to just stand here with what I believe you've given me. And, and even, uh, God, I, I, I know that you've even spoken there would be rabbit trails this morning, and I'm to trust that. And so I'm, I'm just giving this whole word to you, Father. But I'm asking God right now that you would come and um, remove any uh, veils or scales off of people's eyes and their ears this morning, God, that we would hear what your spirit is saying, God, that we would hear your heart this morning, God. And Father, that um, we would respond accordingly to the way you want us to this morning. And I just thank you, and I just praise you, Jesus. I just thank you for this body, God. I thank you for your bride this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, I want to share um, a vision that I had. This would have been February 2nd. We uh, have an intercessories meeting here, intercessory prayer meeting on Thursday nights. And just to do a little plug uh, for that, I, I'm just so grateful. We started meeting, I want to say two to three years ago. Does that sound right? Yeah. And there's always been... A handful. If we got five people that came up, that was, that was a pretty good night. And yet, you know, we were just faithful. And even through COVID, we just met on Zoom and we prayed and we just prayed. And, and we just would listen. We'd worship and we would listen to what the Holy Spirit was saying and we would pray it. We would pray his will. And so I was so blessed by our uh, January fasting. We, we did that as a corporate body. Everybody came and or lots came on Thursday night. But this last Thursday night, we gathered again, and there was 14 people. And that just says to me, God is moving. God is creating hunger for prayer. And so when that happens, guys, look out. I'm so excited for that. So anyways, this was February 2nd at our intercessors meeting, and I had a vision. We were seeking God, and I saw myself standing on the shoreline of a mass of, of the ocean, not a ocean, but the ocean. And uh, the thing that I noticed right away was I was on the sand 
And this ocean was so calm and so still. And I could see the sun just glittering and gleaming off of the water. There wasn't a single wave or ripple. It was like glass. And I remember thinking, wow, this is just so calm and inviting. I could just walk right out and I'd have no fear in this ocean. And I'm standing there in the sand still, and all of a sudden, without any warning, without any ripple, without any wind in the sky, this massive crescent wave, and I have a few pictures to try to show you, but it was way bigger than that. It was at least 30 feet above me. It just appeared only about two to three meters in front of me. There was nothing, there was no force behind it. It just broke through that calm water and it just slammed itself onto the shoreline and onto the rock with such violence and force that I, I remember sitting in the prayer meeting kind of, oh, like it shocked me just what I was seeing, the power of this wave. And actually, just a little aside, it reminded me um, of a recent trip I took where I was actually in front of the ocean for the first time in my life. And I didn't really heed people's warnings about the power of the ocean. And so I was a little cocky and I thought, I've been to Katepwa Lake, I can handle this. And so I, I traveled out to about here and the last thing I kind of remember, and there was little waves, but they were, seemed very tame. I remember my sister saying, brace yourself. <laughs> I did not. And so, yes, so this, this wave came up that was teeny compared to what I saw. And it knocked me right off my feet and forced me to do a backward somersault. And I mean... You guys, talk about humiliated. I was like, I don't know anybody on this shore that's watching, but they sure know me now. And um, that little wave had such force and such power. And so when God showed me this thing that doesn't even compare in size, I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you speaking to us? And at first, I'm going to be honest, I first interpreted this incorrectly. I first thought God was saying that uh, sometimes our prayers seem to have no effect. But suddenly God answers a prayer. And honestly, that is, that is very true. But God corrected me and he said, no, I'm showing you a specific anointing. I'm releasing to the body in this season. This is his exact words to me. It is the breaker anointing. And I am the breaker. I am the one who breaks through hard things and suddenly appears when it is impossible. My power will break hard things. I shared this with our group, and we prayed into it, and it was a good night. And you know, later when I got home, I was also recalling that in the beginning of our January fast, the first thing in the first week, God spoke to me that this would be the year of breakthrough. And I'm like, oh, you're right. yes, breakthrough, breaker anointing, I'm getting it. And then he also reminded me that even my children's VBS for this summer is called Breakout. 
So, you know, when God (laughs) says the same thing three times, you better listen (laughs) because he means it, right? And so I was kind of just sitting on this and going, okay, God. See, because I really believe, church, that this is the year where individuals, churches, communities who press in through his word, through worship, they're going to experience real breakthrough in their lives, their congregations, this city, and in regions. I really, really believe that. I believe this is the year of the breaker anointing. And so that's what I want to share this morning. I want to do a little teaching on the breaker anointing, and then I want to uh, give us a chance to respond to that, and honestly, give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to respond to that, because you know, there's nothing we can do to, to create his breaker, to create his anointing, to create his moving. We just can say yes. So that's where I'm saying, get your little seed out this morning and say yes with me. Amen? Amen. All right. So, you know, <laughs> as I was preparing this, I kept hearing this expression Uh, one I like to say quite a bit. And I'm sure we've all heard the expression, being caught between a rock and a hard place. Have we not? Right. So that usually refers to a person feeling like they have no options. Right? There is nothing that's going to bring a good, life-giving, positive result. Both the rock and the hard place have no Life, I just said that. No life-giving options for that individual. But God has an answer to this dilemma for the individual, the church, and the world. And you know, the truth is, even here today, I believe many of you can relate to that expression. I believe many of us here even today are feeling that I'm just stuck. I either got to face hard or harder or just stay stuck. But you know, we usually, we end up praying. We end up going to God eventually, and we pray, God, give me a breakthrough, help me. But how often does that breakthrough through that we need just not manifest the way that we think it should, right? You know, and, and sometimes there are reasons. Sometimes we give up too quickly. Let's be real. Sometimes we just aren't praying for the right thing. We're just not hitting the right thing that God's saying, come on, a little deeper. We just don't hit it. And you know, there's other reasons. There's reasons that are just bigger than we even realize. And so this is where I really want to go deeper in the word today. And I want to um, ask the Father to open our eyes to the spirit realm. Okay? And we were going to learn about the breaker anointing. One of my um, favorite authors, who I I believe has passed away, uh, she wrote a book probably a long time ago. Uh, Her name was Jill Austin, and she defines the breaker anointing like this, and I love this. She says, a breaker anointing is a catalytic deposit of the Holy Spirit where eternity breaks through into the natural realm. It is a holy invasion where the gates of heaven are opened. I want you to hear that part again. A deposit of the Holy Spirit where eternity breaks through into the natural realm. 
where the gates of heaven are opened. Because sometimes the things we're facing, we can't break it. We cannot open that on our own. But the Holy Spirit can. And this is an anointing. This is a type of anointing that will break through every obstacle and hindrance to the furtherance of the gospel. It shakes every shackle loose that holds individuals and the church back from coming into their full destiny and inheritance. This is what I'm praying for today. So I did a little more research, and I found another article. Again, it was a pretty old magazine. It was called Charisma Magazine. And I just want to read a portion of it with you because it really ministered to me. It said, when Jesus began his ministry, he announced that he had been given an anointing of the Holy Spirit to set people free, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery to the sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's from Luke 4.18. In this magazine, it says, another name for this type of anointing that was on Jesus is the breaker anointing, which is based in part on Isaiah 10.27. So I think that's going to show for you there. It says, in that day, his burden shall be taken away off from off your shoulders, and his yoke from off your neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed, broken, because of the anointing oil. I can't stress enough. It's not because of how I know how to pray. It's not because I went to the preacher who knows how to pray. It's because of his anointing. Amen. The yoke is a symbol of alignment and partnership. The breaker anointing of the Holy Spirit comes to shatter every point of agreement and partnership that we might have with the devil and the powers of darkness in our lives and remove the heavy burdens and bondages they create. Okay, I can kind of hear a little hmm in, in the spirit right at this point. I can hear some of you thinking already, Well, I don't have any agreements with the devil or with darkness. And I just want to encourage you, and I'm going to say most of us do not make a conscious decision to partner with the devil. We don't. But there are things that the devil uses to put us in a binding legal contract. Things like unforgiveness. I have found over the years that is number one. Unforgiveness gives the enemy a right. There's sins that we have not taken and dealt with that we have, all of us. Sometimes even, um, even uh, generational curses, generational sins that we have not yet understood how to appropriate the blood of Jesus to, how to take what what Jesus did at the cross and put it right to that thing that has maybe nothing to do with us, but it's in our generation and it has to be broken because until we take that authority and break it, the enemy thinks he still has some kind of power there. And and, in reality, he does um, to a point because Jesus is greater, right? 
And then sometimes, guys, it's just things we don't recognize or we just haven't had the opportunity to learn to understand some of the demonic systems. And I'm going to tell you, the demonic is really legalistic. It's a systematic system, and it creates loopholes. And it twists, and it tries to trip us up, and it keeps us deceived to the point that sometimes we don't even know who we are in Christ. So that's where some of those legal bindings can come in place. Did we do something wrong? Not always. Not always. He doesn't care. <laughs> Let's face it, right? But once God reveals this to us and we say yes to him and his ways, this frees us to align, agree, and partner with him. And sometimes that's done in a moment. A simple, yes, God, you are the Lord can break something. And sometimes it's a process. Sometimes it is uh, uh, continued prayer, it's fasting, it's deliverance ministry, it's all, it, it's different for everyone, right? The one whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light, from Matthew eleven thirty, and as the Holy Spirit sets us free and teaches us to walk in freedom, he also invites us to release his breaker anointing to set others free. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I'm going to do this, but I'm going to. I want to share a story of my own life. Um, hmm. So I, I uh, you, you got to listen to my parents last week share on divorce and remarriage. And so my perspective at seven years old was I was abandoned. I had a dad that I thought loved me, and, and he did in his way. I'm not trying to say that. But he disappeared. He disappeared for... Uh, several, many, many years, till I was 11 or 12, I really didn't see or hear from him again. And the enemy put a spirit of abandonment and rejection on me really, really big. And so I struggled, but thank God around, I don't know, 16-ish, um, I found Jesus. And man, I loved Jesus. I loved his Holy Spirit. Jesus was great. I could spend all day talking to Jesus. But the minute he'd say, can we, can we talk about my father? Eh, now let's, let's just leave the father out of this. And let's just talk about Jesus. I'm way more comfortable with Jesus. And God was still, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was in a great church, I had a great family, and everything was good, and I was excited about the Lord, but there was still this rejection. God really doesn't love me like that as a father. There's something in me that's not lovable, because my own dad couldn't. And I believe that lie. So anyways, I'm going to fast forward, and I'm, I'm guessing the year... I think it was 1995, but I could be really wrong. Um, that's my mom's job. She likes the years. <laughs> but my uh, parents were going to Ontario to visit uh, their Gary's kids, and I had the opportunity to go. And we actually had, I think just one day, to go to the Toronto Vineyard Blessing Church. And, you know, we had been following that God was moving, and there was a break break out of the Holy Spirit, and we were excited, and, and even we were experiencing this in our own church here in Regina, and so I was really excited to go, 
And oh my goodness, you guys, I'd never seen so many people in my life. There were so many people there. And um, the worship was amazing. And yet there's still this thing in me that was struggling, just struggling. And all of a sudden, the worship ended, and somebody came up and gave an announcement and said that um, there was a youth team, sort of like a YWAM, that was out of Spokane, Washington, and they were going to be in another room. And if anybody aged 15 to 19 wanted to go listen to their presentation, you should go. And right away, I just, I need to go. I need to go to that. And my mom was a little upset because she really felt I needed to stay (laughs) in the service and hear whoever the speaker was. But I really needed to go. And that was scary in itself because when I'm looking at thousands and thousands of people, I was like, am I going to find my family again? (laughs) So I went. And um, I don't remember what was said at all. I, I know they gave a presentation on the school and their ministry but there was a, a, re, a response or a time of prayer, and I just went for prayer. I don't even know if, I think it was probably for missions, but that wasn't really what I was there for. God knew I really didn't. Um, and somebody came, this young lady came and prayed for me, and I had an experience of what I would call a breaker anointing. I did not make noise. I didn't, I, I'm pretty sure I just slumped to the ground on my knees But God came and he showed me my hurt and my abandonment. And he came as a father and he broke chains off of me that day. And at this point, I've already reconciled with my dad somewhat. We we have a, a okay relationship. It's not super close, but it's okay. I bless him. I love him. Um... But at that point, I still was angry and so hurt. And in a moment, the Holy Spirit came and broke off all of that. Absolutely all of that in me. And I, it, it was the most crazy feeling. Something that has always been part of you, you think is you, was gone. And I could look at my dad in a completely different way. I could forgive him and I could say, he loves me. Father God loves me right? And that's, that's what I'm talking about this morning. That type of anointing that comes and just breaks the lie, breaks the back of the enemy, the things that we have believed and held on to. And I'm way off my line, but that's okay. <laughs> so I want us to look into the word a little bit deeper because this is a this is a awesome word, and I I'm an Old Testament gal. I love the Old Testament, but I love it when the Old Testament is in the same in the New Testament. I'm going to show you that this morning. So I found in Micah chapter two verse thirteen, and I purposely chose the New King James version just because of the wording. Uh, normally I wouldn't, but it, this this spoke to me, and it says, "The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out." pass through the gate and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. This is really significant. It's the king. The king is the breaker. Jesus is the breaker. He went before them. He passed through the gate first. The Hebrew word translated for for break open or break out is parats, P-A-R-A-T-S. 
And amongst its several meanings is to break open, burst forth, and come out. The breaker anointing of the Spirit breaks open the heavens and removes blockages that have been preventing the presence of God from moving in its fullness. It confronts not only the bondages and the issues that individuals have, but it also confronts the dark spiritual forces that preside over cities, regions, and nations. Talking about something really big this morning. And immediately before this in verse 12, it says that the Lord promises that his people would return to their land. I feel like God's saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And we see that God is sending deliverance in verse 13. He sends deliverance and he leads them out of bondage into freedom. God doesn't just leave us to deal with it. He he sends us into freedom. So no matter what stands in the way, there is an anointing to break off every hindrance and break up anything that is blocking what God has for you. The word breaker means to break through the hindrances, bondage, delays, anything that has been stopping you or holding you back. Anything. So in my vision, the wave that the Lord was stressing to me, he is the wave. He is the breaker. He is the anointed one who breaks every hard thing. It was so in the Old Testament. Now I'm going to show you it's still the same in the New Testament. So for example, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost... He broke open the heavens over Jerusalem. He was removing spiritual barriers, keeping people from receiving the gospel. Thousands of people from every culture and language were saved in one day due to that outpouring. You can read that in Acts 2, verse 1 to 41. You see, the breaker anointing removes the veils from people's eyes. So that which once was hidden in darkness suddenly came into the light. This is not possible without a supernatural outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Spiritual barriers cannot be removed from thousands of people in a day, in a moment, without the breaker anointing without the Holy Spirit, without the Lord's command for heaven to be released and invade earth. And dare I also say, without God's people pressing in. I do believe there's got to be a hunger. Those people just didn't show up there. They were hungry. They wanted to hear Jesus. They wanted the more. You guys didn't show up today because I'm such a great speaker, because I'm not. You came because of Jesus. You came because you're hungry. You came because there's got to be more, God, and I don't want to miss it. They had the ability to reach God Almighty and provoke a response if that would be his will. And I find any time we say more, God, it's his will. He wants to. 
You know, last week, Pastor Phil, he shared briefly uh, at our response to worship on the outpouring that's happening in Kentucky, Asbury. Um, If you don't know, there was a college over, I think, a week or two ago already um, that was just meeting for their regular chapel time, and the Holy Spirit just fell on them. And I love, there was no big name preacher, there was just a simple team of youth, young adults, leading worship, and the Holy Spirit just fell on them. And somebody this week sent me a video, and I thought this was really significant. This is going to tie in a few things. They sent me a video on the first three minutes before the Holy Spirit fell in that chapel service. And it was a young guy, kind of reminds me of my own son, probably in his mid-20s, you know, not really dressed preachy or churchy, but he just stood up. And you know what he talked about? The love of God. The love of God. So I want to say to you guys today, there's a connection. There is a connection between God restoring the father's heart to his sons and daughters and breakthrough, and revival, freedom, whatever you want to call it. I don't think it matters. So if you've not experienced the love of God this morning, why not this morning? He is ready. He loves you. He knows what you've been through. He knows the vows that you have made against your own natural fathers and mothers, against him, He knows, and he says, it's okay. I can touch that and heal it. Have faith. Have faith as your mustard seed today. God's going to touch that. See, the breaker anointing brings revival. It brings repentance. It brings salvation, deliverance, and freedom, and abundant life in Christ. Isaiah 10.27 says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off their shoulders and his yoke from off their neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. I want to stir you up today. I don't want you to settle for walking out how you came in today. we got to start speaking God's word we got to start crying out to him, pray in the spirit, stand in faith. And God the breaker will break off and destroy every yoke, roadblock, and obstacle and release you to your fulfilled, healed purposes in him. I don't know if we can do this, but I want to try. <laughs> I want to give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to activate his anointing. I want to give an opportunity to respond to the Holy Spirit of hurt areas that you might be seeing within yourself right now. And I I want to just break any fear off anyone right now. He knows us. He loves us. He does not force us to do things that we are going to be humiliated from, except when you're in the ocean, right? (laughs) Um. You know, I hear that doubt. I hear some of the doubt saying, but what if nothing happens? 
What if nothing happens? What if my circumstance don't change? And what if my city remains corrupt and empty? And you know what? I heard the God, God answer me as I was thinking this thought myself because I, I was doubting too. And I heard him just say, then keep doing it. Shake the heavens. Keep, keep pressing in. Don't quit. Because the wave is on the horizon today. The wave has already breached that calmness, and it's coming. I really believe that. The church is waking up. I was at a prophetic conference this weekend, and that just really struck me that the church is waking up. We're getting it. We're getting our purpose. We're getting our, our passion back. We are hungry, and we're tired of settling. Is that you today? Amen. Because, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired of the enemy having his way and the heaviness he brings. I'm tired of the agendas he has. We've got to say enough. The breaker is coming. So right now, I'm going to just ask our worship team to come back up. And this is a little different. This is, this is <laughs> bear with me. This is how I saw it in my spirit. And God says there's two things this morning. And so I'm also going to ask our prayer team, if you just guys want to be available on this side of the stage. If that was you this morning, and there is hard things individually in your life, if you're struggling to know the Father's love, to know that you are accepted and loved, I want you to come up and our prayer team will just minister to you here in a moment. But for the rest of us, I don't even want to dismiss because I really, this is for all of us. I want us to press in. And there's an urgency in me. I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, don't sit back. There's sometimes, did you know that God sometimes requires, his word says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Sometimes we need to take that step. So I want to open up this side. I want to open up the aisle. And if just stepping up, sitting up, is all you can do, do that. But take a physical step this morning to say, yes, God, I'm drawing near to you. And we're going to just go into uh, the worship. And we're just going to cry out this morning. Cry out for the breaker. Cry out for the anointed one to come. For his Holy Spirit to come this morning. And so I just, I, I just, I plead right now, just come up. Come up, come forward, and let's just seek and cry out for him this morning. Church, our country needs us to step up. Our city needs us to step up. And God says, you don't got to do it on your strength. Or your, you just need the faith of a mustard seed. And I'm going to break through. Amen. So don't leave the way you came. If you got to leave, I get it. Bless you. But let's just, I'm going to go down and let's just press in, into worship this morning.